You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. on everybody welcome back to another episode of mikey's indy 500 i am your host as always mikey man freddy here on another lap through the independent wrestling scene today we have a very special episode uh because we are not only taking one lap through the independent scene but two we have 20 matches to review today so let's just jump right into it First up, we have a match from Beyond Wrestling. We have Leo Rush versus John Silver. Uh, this match was pretty cool. I I was really interested to see some John Silver stuff outside of AEW because I heard he's uh, very cool, very good. Uh, and you know how I've been loving Leo Rush lately, so couldn't stay away from this one. Uh, this match started off a little slow, a little bit of rest holdy, a little bit of... Uh, uh, submission holds here and there, just kind of a slow start to the match. Uh, but it does speed up when John Silver just start just starts absolutely destroying Leo Rush and starts getting in his like uh, his nonstop assault. He just kind of keeps beating him down, keeps beating him down, and just really wears him down throughout the whole match. Uh, it's a really cool clash of styles for sure with the hard hitting powerhouse style of. With Leo Rush's high-flying, agile style, it's definitely interesting to see both of these guys go at each other. Uh, John Silver kind of beats out on Leo Rush this whole match. He really, it seems Leo Rush can't really get the upper hand. Uh, the, the slow pace of this match is really benefiting Silver. But Leo finally makes a comeback, and there's some huge sequences back and forth between these two guys. But in the end, John Silver ends up winning and pinning Leo Rush for the 1-2-3. Uh, this match was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I gave it 3.75 meatballs out of 5. Both of these guys played their parts in this match really well. John Silver played a great heel. Leo Rush played a great underdog face trying to get back in it. Um, and really really made you believe he, he, had it, he had it in him to fight back. But John Silver took that away from him and ended up winning the match. So I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. So I gave it 3.75 meatballs out of 5. I recommend it. Uh, it is Leo Rush versus John Silver beyond wrestling at the event by popular demand. Uh, highly recommend. Free on YouTube. Go watch it. Next up, we have a triple threat match from AAW Pro Wrestling. We have Chris Statlander versus Kimber Lee versus Shaza McKenzie. This match starts off fast. These three go at each other quick. Uh, there's some really good comedy spots mixed into this match, which is which is pretty refreshing which is because it, it this whole match kind of feels like a, a WWE triple threat where it's just one person gets thrown out then two fight then the other person goes back in another person gets thrown out then different two fight and it's just like it seems to be a one-on-one match between different people that's just cycling throughout the whole match uh but there is some good uh triple threat spots here and there and Kimberly does end up getting the win with their reverse tombstone pile driver, and this match was short, and I wish it was longer because these three definitely had more in their tank 
to show and more that they definitely could have done. And I would would have loved to see them. I would have loved to see AAW just kind of let them go and really, really show us how how awesome they could be. Uh, so my only qualm is that I wish it was longer. But in the time they had, it was definitely a good show. Uh, definitely a, a fun match. Um, I gave this match three meatballs out of five. Uh, it was good. It was a solid triple threat. Like I said, I just wish it was longer, but that's not really their fault. And it's just they they made the best with the time they had, and it was enjoyable to watch for sure. Next up, we have a match from Black Label Pro. We have Nick Gage versus Jordan Grace at Players Brawl. Uh, this match was pretty good. Uh, it was hard hitting. It was powerhouse two two powerhouses just beating the absolute crap out of each other, just like you would expect. They're both selling their asses off for each other, so every move looks really good. Kind of what you would expect from these these two competitors who are both just big, strong wrestlers. They just throw each other around. They just absolutely beat the crap out of each other, uh, and it's, it's a really good match. Uh, I enjoyed it. I gave it three meatballs out of five. Uh, it was fun to watch. It was enjoyable, but it was another short one. But I recommend it uh, if you like Jordan Grace, if you like Nick Gage. It's definitely a solid matchup. Next up, we have a match from AIW. We have Candice LeRae versus Eddie Kingston. This match was quick. It starts off really quick. Eddie Kingston just really plays a good heel in this match. He's definitely absolutely making the crowd despise him. Candice LeRae does a good job of playing the face, really just... Showing him what's up, showing him who's boss here and there, just showing him that she can go in the ring when he keeps doubting her. Um, some things that took away from this match was the fact that there was this person on commentary that was really kind of ruining it for me because they weren't really adding anything with what they were saying. It was just, it just was boring and repetitive a lot of the time. So that was a little bit of a bummer. And, uh, People who were working with Eddie Kingston were also kind of it didn't really add anything to this match. I kind of just wish it was these two against each other instead of ha- instead of having all this backup and uh, you know it just felt weird. And uh, Eddie Kingston does end up winning this match with a spinning back fist, which didn't look very good. But here we are. Uh, the finisher the finisher is weird. Uh, I wish he had a cooler a cooler move to end it, but. Yeah, he used the spinning back fist, won the match. Uh, I gave this one 2.5 meatballs out of 5. Uh, it was fine, and there was a lot of things that kind of took away from the match for me. I, I didn't really like it as much as I've, I've liked other Candice LeRae matches in the past. Speaking of good Candice LeRae matches, next up we have a match from Bar Wrestling. We have Candice LeRae versus Joey Ryan, and this is Candice LeRae's last match in the independent scene. And oh my god, this match was awesome. You could tell that these two really, really have a a special connection and that they're like the best of friends in the universe. The crowd is absolutely loving Candice this whole match. They are obviously pulling for her in this match. And Joey Ryan plays that a lot in this match. He definitely plays the heel a little bit uh, to get the crowd more on Candice's side, which is kind of funny uh, because you never really expect that, but... Uh, Joey Ryan plays a plays a pretty good heel if he needs to, uh, but there is also some uh, good moments in this match where Joey Ryan isn't playing the heel and is and is just being Candice's friend. Like right before the match starts, 
uh, Joey gives Candace a big hug before they start. Uh, <laughs> there was one point where the crowd was chanting "World's cutest tag team," and Candace gets out of the ring and wait and and gets Joey to tag her in for one last big hot tag, and it was really great. There was just really good, wholesome moments in this match that really made me feel feel good. And it was. It also made me sad because it's like, dang, these two were like the greatest friends, and now she's leaving, and it's really sad. Like, what a bummer! But this match ended up being amazing because of it, uh, since it had those, since it had those moments, and there was some other moments where they absolutely just beat the crap out of each other and absolutely gave each other all they had. Uh, there was one point where Ke- Candice set up for a pedigree, which was funny because she just signed to NXT. Uh, Joey Ryan pulls out the gummy bears and they throw each other into the gummy bears like they're thumbtacks and everyone plays it like it's thumbtacks and like it's the most devastating thing in the universe. There's just so many great and awesome moments in this match that you just have to watch it. Like this match, this match made me cry, I will say, uh, like real actual people tears. Uh, I gave this one five meatballs out of five. I would name off all the crazy moments in this match, but there's just too many. So if you can go watch it, it's on Joey Ryan's YouTube channel. Um, Bar wrestling, Candice Lurie versus Joey Ryan. You'll you'll love it like I loved it. I'm sure it was really really good and really really wholesome. And you could tell that these two really love each other like as the bestest of friends in the universe. (laughs) Next up, we have a match that's not nearly as wholesome as the last one. We have Minoru Suzuki versus Josh Barnett from GCW, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 3. This match was absolutely bonkers. These two beat the ever-loving crap out of each other. They put each other in every submission hold you could possibly think of. Uh, They have insane control over each other on the ground, and just the way they tie each other in knots is ridiculous. The way they strike each other is ridiculous. They absolutely have a huge just slugfest, like, towards the end, and they, these two were, it it felt like these two were just trying to kill each other, and it was absolutely insane to watch. Uh, This match ends up going to a time limit draw, and then the crowd, the crowd wants five more minutes on it, to the sudden death five minute time limit uh if anybody can get a a pin or submission they win and they they, the the refs gives it to them and they get an extra five minutes and then they just continue absolutely beating the the living shit out of each other until until they can't get up but they they both they both survive and this match ends up going to a time limit draw even with the extra five minutes between the two of these guys because they just neither of them neither of them give in they refuse to give in they absolutely do not want to lose to the other and they they really showed off how awesome they are and how how much this match meant to them and it was really cool to see these two put on such a great show um at the end they end up giving each other like a nice little bow of respect and yeah they it was it was awesome to watch for sure so i gave this match I gave this match 4.25 meatballs out of 5. Um, like I said, this match was great. 
Uh, it wasn't really my style of match. I don't really like uh, huge, intense grapple fests where two guys are just like rolling on the ground, putting each other in submission holds. Um, I'm more of a comedy wrestling or like a big spot kind of guy. I like being wowed. Uh, and uh, a lot of the submission holds don't really do that for me. But like I said, this one was different. This one was felt different. This one just felt like a fight, and it was really, really cool to watch for sure. And I'm sure I'll get more into that style once I experience more of it, but right now I'm not as into it. So I give this match 4.25 out of 5 meatballs. Still awesome, still an awesome match. Still highly recommend you watch it. It is on YouTube like all of my matches are. Um, and yeah, I think I think you'll like it just as much as I did. Next up, we have a match from Defiant Wrestling. We have Simon Miller... Versus Martin Kirby for the Internet Championship at Defiant Loaded 28. Uh, this match was cool. I love Martin Kirby. Uh, this was my first foray with Simon Miller, I believe. Uh, I haven't seen him before this, so it was it was it was it was cool seeing him in the in the ring. Uh, throughout this match, Kirby is playing an excellent like tricky heel. Like he uh, he try he tries to get any advantage he can, like an opportunist. It's really, really cool. Miller is playing a great underdog, even though he's, like, way bigger than Martin Kirby is. There's great there's great moments in this match, like when uh, Miller takes takes the internet championship and hits uh, Kirby with it because Kirby tried to do that to him earlier in the match and didn't get to, uh, and he gave him a little bit of a taste of his own medicine with that, and I thought that was really neat. Uh, and these two just put on a great show. Like, it was just a whole match of... Martin Kirby trying to get any advantage he can to to win this match, and Simon Miller really playing off that and playing the underdog and trying to to battle through it all. But in the end, Kirby does end up winning with a small package. This this match was great. Uh, these two put on a really cool show. I really I really liked it. I really like watching these two just battle, and I really liked the I really liked Simon Miller trying to overcome Martin Kirby's tricky heel tactics. I gave this one three meatballs out of five because it was good. I enjoyed it, and I recommend you watch it. This next match is also from Bar Wrestling, like uh, Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan was. Uh, but this time, we have Luchasaurus versus Suicide. Uh, this match was really, really cool. I This is my first time seeing a Luchasaurus match outside of AEW. Uh, I wasn't, I haven't really get, I haven't really gotten far into, uh, Lucha Underground yet, so this was my first time seeing Luchasaurus in the independent scene, and it was really, really good. Uh, there was a really quick start to this match, these two absolutely beat, started beating the crap out of each other almost immediately. They were outside the ring a lot of this match, and there was a lot of crazy, crazy spots while they were outside the ring. Uh, there was some great in-ring sequences as well. They, there was, there was great reversals, great counters, great moves like back and forth they absolutely were just they absolutely beat the crap out of each other until from from start to finish there was no breaks on this match and they it gave each other all they had in the end luchasaurus wins with a moonsault chokeslam combo uh to suicide and picks up the victory uh i gave this match point three and a half meatballs out of five this match was awesome i really liked seeing luchasaurus and suicide go at it like i said this was non-stop from beginning to end and I really, really enjoyed the the dynamic these two uh, these two put on. It was a really, really sweet match, and I recommend you watch it. Next up, we have another match from Beyond Wrestling. Uh, we have Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens, as you probably know him now, 
versus Drew Gulak from Beyond Wrestling. And this match was absolutely insane. Um, we have Kevin Owens with his, like, kind of hard-hitting brawler style versus Drew Gulak with his, like, technical submission style. And I thought that was really, really neat. And there's the, there's this, like, th- this match has the, the vibe of, like, anything you can do, I can do better. Where Drew Gulak does one thing, then Kevin Owens tries to do it, or Kevin Steen tries to do it in a, a better, more effective way. And then Gulak later tries to have like a, a a slug fest with Kevin Steen. So they both they both try to play each other's styles better than the other, and I think that was really cool. Like no matter what happens, they they both try to just one up each other on what each other do best. And there was a point where they took the fight to the floor, which really made it feel like a fight more than a wrestling match. Like it felt it felt like these two just got into a bar fight and just took it all around the bar and the ring and just absolutely were just beating the crap out of each other. Uh, there was great reversals by Gulak, great reversals by Kevin up by Kevin Steen. Uh, but in the end, Drew Gulak ends up winning with the ankle lock when Kevin Steen taps out. I gave this match 4.25 meatballs out of five. This match was great. I loved it. Um, these two absolutely beat the crap out of each other. After that, uh, we have Jordan Grace versus Priscilla Kelly from Beyond Wrestling, uh, for the Shine Nova Championship. Um, this was part of Women's Wrestling Revolution. Uh, Grace absolutely was throwing Priscilla around when this match started. She was absolutely getting, she was absolutely powering her way through the match. She was running over Priscilla Kelly like a truck. Uh, there were some great sequences where Priscilla Kelly shows her agility and submission, um, specialties. Uh, she really shows off what she could do. Uh, there's parts where Jordan Grace tries to get her in a bear hug and use her strength, but Priscilla Kelly puts her in a guillotine and shows off her technical skills. So it's really, it definitely show it. This match definitely lets both competitors show off their best sides. Um, it really reflects them both in like a really, really wonderful light and show, and it lets them both show off how good they are at doing what they do. There were some spots that feel like they lasted a little too long, though. It felt like they held them for a little too much, and I think that this match could have benefited from the spots being a little bit shorter. There was po- there was there was definitely a, a point in this match where Priscilla Kelly had control for a lot of it, which was surprising considering she's in the ring with Jordan Grace, and whenever Jordan Grace is in the ring, she usually dominates it. So that was that was definitely an interesting something I didn't expect. Um, there's a point where. Jordan Grace looks like she just had absolutely enough of Priscilla Kelly's shit and heel and all of her heel uh, gimmicks, and she just ends up snapping and beating the absolute crap out of Priscilla Kelly. And these two just really had some awesome, awesome sequences, and it was an awesome match altogether. Um, in the end, Priscilla Kelly wins by tapping out Jordan Grace. I gave this match four meatballs out of five. This match ruled. These two put on an awesome, awesome, awesome show. Go watch it if you can. Okay, that wraps up for the first half. Now on to the second half and uh, our next ten matches. To start off, our next ten matches, we have a big eight-woman tag team match from Beyond Wrestling. We have Halladead and Thunder Rosa. Harlow O'Hara and Shotzi Blackheart versus Kylie Ray, Penelope Ford, Skyler, and Kimber Lee. This match was it definitely needed more time, I'll say, 
But I don't think that took away from it because these these women put on an awesome show in the time they had. There was they all got to show off their one on one skills where they all they, they all got an opportunity in the ring one on one. And then there was that tag there was tag team chaos where they all showed off their finishers. They all everyone got their moment to shine, and it was really awesome that they all got a chance to shine in this match, even though it was so short. And since it was so short, this match got off to a quick start and did not stop. There was action all throughout. It was really, really sick. Everyone got in awesome spots. Uh, there was a little bit of weirdness with uh, how to get the pin because there was a point where the two legal competitors got thrown out and then anybody just started pinning anybody and the ref was just counting anyone p any pin at all and it was kind of weird. Uh, but I... I was able to look past that because this match was awesome. Uh, like I said, everybody got their got their moves in. They got everyone got their moment. Uh, this match I gave four meatballs out of five because it was just awesome. It was great to watch. It it was high intensity the whole way through, and there was no boring moment. There was never a moment where I where I could look away or else you would miss something big. So yeah, it was definitely really neat, and I recommend you watch it. Next up. We have a triple threat match from Ring of Honor. We have Marty Skrull versus Slex versus Bandito. Uh, this match starts off at a lightning pace. These guys absolutely just go at it right off the bat. Uh, and there is some crazy spots uh, in this match. There's a point where Bandito puts Marty, Marty Skrull and Slex in a double surfboard stretch, which was nutty. Um... They there was huge high flying spots from Bandito. There was huge spots from Marty Scroll and Slex, but in the end, this match ends when Marty Scroll hits the Black Plague on Slex on Bandito, I believe, and gets the pin. Uh, this match was great. I gave it three point five meatballs out of five. I do wish it was longer, but in the time they did have, they made it pretty awesome. Next up. We have a match from OTT, and we have Matt Riddle versus Mike Bailey. This match was absolutely insane. Uh, it, it started off feeling with a very, it started off with a very uh, MMA fight feel, where they, they were feeling each other out and kind of throwing strikes at each other. Uh, and they were they were hitting each other, they were trying to take each other down and get each other into submission moves, but not really locking them in. Um, it felt very MMA and very UFC to start off, which was really cool because I've I don't really get to, we don't really get to see matches like that a lot uh, with two people who are like really trained in in some form of MMA, MMA style, so that was really neat. Um, but there was also parts where it it was wrestling. There was big Canadian destroyer spots. There was spots where they were getting super high flying moon salts and shooting star presses and. And then there was parts where they were just—it was just a slugfest. Like this match had it all. There was a slug. There was slugfest. There was technical wrestling. There was high flying spots. There was crazy, insane Canadian destroyer spots. There was, there was everything. Everything you could have wanted. It was in this match. It was absolutely incredible. These two probably caved each other's chests in throughout the match with the kicks they were they were delivering to each other, and they absolutely beat the ever loving crap out of each other. In the end, though, Matt Riddle. Ends up taking home the victory when he hits Bailey with a flying knee, which looks like it knocked him the heck out, um, and gets the one, two, three. Uh, this match I gave five meatballs out of five because it was 
It was it was it was everything I wanted in a wrestling match. It was absolutely insane. There was false finishes left and right. I never knew who was gonna win. I never I never was able to predict the winner. I always thought it was whenever I thought the finish was there, it wasn't, and there was a kick out and it was it was nuts. There these two put took each other to the absolute limit and it was awesome to watch. And I highly recommend watching it uh on YouTube. Next up we have Hiromu Takahashi versus Joseph Connors uh, from Defiant Wrestling from the uh, Pro Wrestling World Cup 2017. Um, and this match was decent. These two put on a good show. The The crowd crowd really loved Daryl the Cat, of course. Uh, Takahashi, there's a point where Takahashi plays possum and really, really works on the leg of Connors all match. And... Yeah, Takahashi's firmly in control of most of this match. Um, then Connors finally gets some offense in. There's a big tope suicida by by Connors. And in the end, Joseph Connors ends up winning with a roll-up and surprising Hiromu Takahashi and winning the match and moving on in the Pro Wrestling World Cup. Uh, this match was fine. They it was it, it it wasn't really anything like crazy special. It was a decent wrestling match, and these two really put on a good like a solid solid performance. So I gave it three meatballs out of five. It was pretty, pretty down the middle, uh, I will say. Next up, we have a match between Will Ospreay and Jay White from Ring of Honor at War of the World, New York City. This match was insane. Uh, it starts off as fast as you can possibly start off. These two were just immediately going at each other. Uh, there was lots of huge spots off the bat. These two were just like, at, like throwing whatever they could at each other almost immediately. Great back and forth between the two of these guys. And it's wild. This match feels like it's like a 30-minute banger. But this match, it was only like 10 minutes long. But the, with all the stuff they put into it, it really made it feel like a big, a really big-time match. And I really enjoyed that. Um, I love when short matches feel longer because it's just so there's just so much happening. Osprey's neck takes an absolute beating in this match. It looks like it looks like he broke his neck about five times, and it was absolutely wild. The ending, there's a big insane ending sequence in which Osprey ends up coming out with the big top rope os cutter on Jay White and ends up winning the match. I gave this match four and a half meatballs out of five. I really just wish it was longer, and it's really the only takeaway I have from this. These two absolutely killed each other, and it was really, really fun to watch. Next up, we have a more recent match from Beyond Wrestling uh, that was, I believe, just uploaded a few days ago. We have Orange Cassidy versus Sean Spears. Uh, this match was great. Um, in the beginning, we have Joey Janela uh, playing the ring announcer, which was cool. Uh, I never would have expected that. Uh, Spears ends up, during the match, Spears reveals that he's wearing an I Prefer Apple shirt. Uh in a match with Orange Cassidy, which I thought was very, very funny. Uh, and to me, Orange Cassidy's gimmick never gets old. He he, he, does, he does his normal things. He puts his hands in his pockets. He does the the, the, the slow kicks, the slow chops. Um, but I always laugh. It always makes me laugh. It always gets me, and I will always love it. Um, there's a crazy bit where Spears hangs Orange Cassidy over the top rope on the outside and gives him a super kick while he's upside down. Uh there's a wild spot where Orange Cassidy does like fakes out Sean Spears and with a tope. There's a there's some great spots in this match. Um, in the end, though, Sean Spears 
reverses a sunset flip from Orange Cassidy into a pinning attempt and gets the one, two, three and wins the match. Um, but OC was not about to take that lightly and ends up super kicking Spears and putting his sunglasses on him and posing with him. And Orange Cassidy shows Sean Spears who's boss in the end. Uh, but this match was cool. I really liked it. I wish it was, uh, I wish, I wish they did a little more, but it was still fun. I gave this match three and a half meatballs out of five. It was decent for sure. Next up, we have a match from Riptide Wrestling, one of my new favorites. Uh, we have Chris Brooks versus David Starr in a Halloween shenanigans match. Uh, this, uh, and when I say shenanigans, boy, do I mean shenanigans. This match really showed off to me that David Starr can do anything he wants in the wrestling world. If he wants to have a serious hour-long battle with someone, he can do that. Look at his match with Jordan Devlin. Uh, if he wants to be hardcore and beat the absolute crap out of somebody and just really go unsanctioned and go off the rails, look at his match with Joey Janela. And if he wants to do comedy, look at this match. Like No matter what David Starr does in the wrestling ring, he excels at it. And it's wild that someone is that good at every bit of wrestling. Uh, this guy is nuts. There was a wild part where Chris Brooks ends up revealing that in the Halloween shenanigans match, he has a monster that he brought out. And the it's like a Frankenstein-like monster. And it ends up being Kid Lycos. Uh, so it so this match turns into Chris, Book, Chris Brooks and Franken Lycos versus David Starr. So for a while, it's a handicap match. Um... It, like Frank and Lycos gets his own introduction and everything, and it's hilarious. It's it's really funny. Um, so for a while, this ends up being a handicap match until David Starr steals Chris Brooks's lab coat that he came to the ring wearing and reveals that he brought a monster of his own. Uh, it ended up being Charlie Evans uh, was David Starr's uh, Franken Frankenstein it like monster. Uh, and there, and then, and then it becomes a tag match between David Starr and Charlie Evans and uh, Chris Brooks, Chris Brooks and Frankenlikos. Uh, it, it's, it's just wild. Like they, it goes from a one-on-one to a handicap to a tag team throughout the whole match, and it's just gets crazy. Uh, but I loved every minute of it. Like it made me laugh. I loved it. It was good wrestling in it. Um, it was just fun. It was just a really fun time. There was a part where the two, where Frank and Charlie and Frank and Lycos end up falling in love, which was kind of funny. Uh, David Starr breaks them up because he wants to win the match, of course, because he's David Starr. Uh, but the monsters end up turning on him and giving him a double choke slam, and Chris Brooks capitalizes and gets the one, two, three on David Starr and wins the match. Uh, I gave this match four meatballs out of five. It was super fun. It was it. It was it was just a fun Halloween match. These two really showed off that they they could both do really good comedy matches and be very good at comedy wrestling. And it was just fun. And I love fun wrestling. I love when it's I love when wrestling can just be fun. It doesn't have to be a crazy emotional hour long match that tells a crazy story. Sometimes it could just be fun, and that's the that's what's great about it. Next up. We have another match from Beyond Wrestling. We have Colt Cabana versus Kimber Lee at Head Over Heels. Uh, this match was fine. Uh, there was the whole gimmick was that Colt Cabana didn't really want to fight Kimber Lee because 
oh, I'm a man, and she's a woman, how could we fight each other? Uh, which got old pretty quickly, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's, it's like, in this, in this day and age, in 2020, it's definitely an outdated gimmick, and I, I'm kind of over it. Like, like, I get, I get, I get it's Colt's character, and I get he doesn't want to, like, wrestle a woman but like it's it's 2020 guys let's let's just treat each other equal and have a good match like why can't we do that like the whole crowd was even over the whole crowd just kept chanting she's a wrestler instead of going along with uh colt cabana it's like it just wrestle like it's not it, it gets like it's funny for maybe two seconds and then it stops being funny almost immediately but colt keeps trying to go go for that gimmick and trying to get it over but it just never really happens. Uh, Colt does finally end up wrestling uh, after a little while. Uh, there was after after crowd chants of "treat her equal," which absolutely makes sense. And this match ends with a uh, great ending sequence where Kimberly wins with the alligator roll up, which is uh, usually Colt Cabana's finisher. So that's pretty funny. Uh, afterwards, there is uh, Colt got beat by a girl chance, but. Those get immediately shut down by the crowd because that shit is uncalled for and not cool. So they can fuck right off. Uh, so I gave this match three meatballs out of five because, like I said, Colt not really wrestling throughout the beginning of this match kind of kind of put a damper on it for sure. Uh, I I kind of eh, I, I, I didn't like it. I kind of wanted Colt to Colt to really wrestle and really. Uh, have an awesome match with Kimberly because we all know that Kimberly is absolutely capable of having an awesome match. So I just wish they just treated it like a regular wrestling match instead of Cole Kamana trying to get out of it and not really wrestle that much. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I just think the gimmick's outdated of men not wanting to wrestle women, and I think it's it's time we just start letting it happen and letting everyone do their thing, you know? Next up, we have a match from Ring of Honor. We have a tag team match between the Briscoes versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Kazuchika Okada from the 2015 War of the World. Uh, this match was fine. It was I I was excited to watch a Kazuchika Okada match. I've never seen one before, uh, and I can't wait to get into his New Japan work. But this match wasn't it for me. Uh, it was a pretty basic tag team match where they kind of just were one on one for a while, and there was a little bit of chaos, and then they kind of started like, beating each other up, and it, it, it just ended up being fine. Uh, nothing nothing really special. The crowd wasn't very hot about it. They were, they were kind of quiet, which is wild, because cause Okada was in the ring with Shinsuke, so it was, like, crazy that they were quiet, but the crowd wasn't into it, and I don't I wasn't really either. Um, there were some good sequences here and there, but nothing, nothing to go crazy about. Uh, I gave this match two and a half meatballs out of five. It was like probably gonna drop it to two i don't i don't really like it that much it was it was fine it was nothing special uh you're not really missing much if you miss this match so we're going to move on to our final match of the episode our 20th match which is ashley fox versus chris statlander from limitless wrestling in an un sanctioned match at snake bitten this match was great uh these two absolutely beat the ever-loving crap out of each other you could tell that these two hated each other from the minute they stepped in the ring 
They as soon as the bell rang, they got into a hockey fight, which I love that. I love when two competitors hate each other so much that they just as soon as the bell rings, they just immediately meet in the middle and start throwing fists at each other. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. I wish the crowd. I wish the crowd was more into this match because this match was good. They put each other through absolute hell, and the crowd was almost silent until what uh, once the match started getting towards the end they got a little hotter but in the beginning of this match the crowd was absolutely dead which was wild to me because they were giving each other hell uh there was crazy i there was like crazy weapon spots where there was like a buckle bomb into a chair that was wedged into the corner uh there was a spot where chris stat got super kicked with a chair in her hand and ended up getting busted open Chris Stat grabbed a, a, a turnbuckle tightening thing and uh, put Kimber uh, put actually Vox's hand in it and stepped on it. So it's like she broke her hand. It was wild. It was just absolutely wild. Um, and they it was an, it, it, they ended up giving it ended up being just an absolute slugfest between these two. And these two look like they were absolutely trying to kill each other. And it was great. Uh, they put on an awesome match, and I really liked watching it. In the end, though. Ashley Fox wins with a fish hook using the turnbuckle tightening thingy. Don't know the technical term for it. Sorry, uh, because she can't do. She can't lock in the fish hook with her hand because uh, Chris Statlander, quote unquote, broke her hand. Uh, but yeah, Ashley Fox ends up winning this match and making Chris Statlander tap out. Uh, this match was awesome. I gave it four meatballs out of five. Uh, it was absolutely great, and they definitely put on a awesome 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 fight and i highly recommend you watch it all right that brings us to the end of the ninth and tenth laps of indy 500 which means we are one fifth of the way there guys we have watched 100 indie wrestling matches we have done it 100 indie wrestling matches in the books which is crazy it's absolutely crazy to me that we were able to do it and able to make it this far. Um, I'm just, I cannot wait to, to keep going and get to that 500 mark. Uh, we hit the first hundred. Now we have 400 left to go guys. We're, we're almost, we're, we're getting there. We have a great start. We started off, we had a great start and I appreciate all of you for tuning in uh, throughout all of this and sticking with me uh thank you all so much and remember send your match suggestions into me at mikeym133 on twitter or at hit the books pod on twitter using the hashtag htb 500 let me know what your favorite independent wrestling matches are that i should review or your least favorite indie wrestling matches that i should review and watch because i'll even watch the bad ones guys just send me send me any match you think i should watch and I will watch it, review it, and shout you out on the show if you do. Um, and remember to tune in to Hit the Books every Friday, uh, where me and my co-host Ryan Knightsey book episodes of SmackDown every week uh, and book pay-per-views and promos and whatever we can. We have our own little WWE Universe mode uh, for SmackDown, and we love doing it, and it's our main show, and it would be really, really cool of you if you guys if you left reviews on you, uh, reviews on Instagram. It would be really cool of you guys if you left reviews on iTunes um, and gave us five-star reviews wherever you can because it really helps the show out. And if you can t- tell all your friends, tell all your wrestling friends about it and spread the word. 
uh, of how great the show is, and we love doing it, and we love you guys. We love the people who listen to it, so it'd be awesome of you if you could spread the word. Always remember, especially in these wild, wild, wild times, to support your favorite independent wrestlers, guys. Without without them, this show wouldn't be able to exist. They are the absolute backbone of the wrestling industry, and if they're not doing it, what what do we have left? Like, just support support your favorite indie wrestlers. Go buy their merch. Go donate to their Patreons. Go help them out on GoFundMe or whatever they're doing. Promote their promote their old matches. Show your friends. Just get the word out and support your favorite independent wrestlers because it's a really tough time for them right now. A lot of their bookings are getting canceled and it's going to be hard for them to, to to really make enough money. So if you can do whatever you can to support those support who you can, um, or else we wouldn't have this show. We wouldn't have the, the amazing five meatball matches we have had. Uh, and I implore you guys to help out independent wrestling any way you can. I know I will be, um, I'm buying merch where I can for my favorite independent guys. I'm donating when I can. Um, just help them out in these tough times. So, anyway, on that note, thank you all again for joining me on another lap through the independent wrestling scene. I will see you guys next week with another episode and more independent wrestling. Adios.